I have been thinking all evening about how to best say this. Now, back to Late Night with Hancock and Kelly on King of OX. Well, it's that time every Monday night when we are here that we get to spend these few precious moments with our own Maria Kina, a woman of immense talents and giftedness. She uh, She's a big band leader, the Knights of Swing here in St. Louis that she has directed for low these many years, playing those classic hits from the 30s and 40s. Uh, they are magnificent, but she's also a woman of news. She is a journalist extraordinaire, and she joins us here in the Studio B of the historic KMOX Radio here in downtown St. Louis on a Monday night at 9.06 p.m., almost 9.07. Maria, you were telling me you did an interview earlier uh, with some folks from uh, some Russians? The Russian band. Um, I will not say their actual name on the air. It's P-Riot. That might ring a bell with a lot of listeners. These were the young ladies that were jailed for some time after expressing in their music and protesting and in, in, in going in different areas in Russia against the presidency of Vladimir Putin and So they policies. were anti-Putin, and they were playing their music, and uh, they got they were in jail? They oh, were yeah. jailed. Oh, you yeah. don't remember this story? It was story. a big deal. No. Huh, yeah. Well, tell me about it. So, they, so how much time did these ladies spend in, or these people spend in jail? Like five years. Ooh. And then even after some of them were released from jail, yeah. um, some were then put under house arrest. Um, Masha, who, that name in, in Russia, incidentally, is Maria. Masha. Oh. And um, she is still one of the original members. Her son, she no longer keeps in Russia. He's a teenager. Uh, yeah. She had to put him somewhere, somewhere else in Europe out of Russia. Uh-huh. But her mother and father is still there. But the secret police, it, at the height of this, when this was all still going on, and even after it quieted down and she was released from jail, they were still going to her parents. So, and, so where is Masha living now? She is kind of a woman of the world right now. Oh. Uh, obviously, they cannot go back to Russia right. or they will be jailed again. One of the things that they're trying to do right now that she told me about is get uh, um, feminism classified essentially as illegal in, in, the, in, in Russia, which you'll get eight years for, wow. five to eight years. Wow. So it's, it's pretty critical and it's, it's a very involved interview. They, I will air the stories tomorrow. Uh, we also take a, have her talk about the whole Ukraine issue. Right. Um, because one of the promoters who actually heard about the plight that they were going through um, is Russian and Ukrainian, half of it each. Yeah, yeah. And he said that's when he got everybody together, Peter Gabriel, Paul McCartney. He started calling them all, Patty Smith, and told them what was happening here, and that's how they gathered money. That's how they got them out. It was a huge campaign. And now oh. they're doing a concert tour. They're all over. the. That's correct. And one of the big things they wanted huh. to do is come to the United States. Yeah. So the United States knows the story of just how critical this issue is with Putin. That is amazing. I had not heard, and you're you were aware. Oh of this. yeah, you are too. It's the uh, it's a uh, it's uh, another name for a know. cat, P riot, and um, Pussy Riot. I mean, that's yeah. the name of the right. That's the name of the band. Yeah, oh. and so, but these gals were feminists, and they used extreme tactics of being topless mm-hmm. or. Riding on themselves, etc. Now I understand how Michael knows so yeah, much about exactly. this. <laughs> and they were protesting Vladimir Putin, and they were thrown in jail. I mean, they became a big push from the United how's Nations. The, how's the, the music? I believe it's like punk music. Yeah. It's on the punk uh, rock side. 
Yeah. Did you have you heard any of the selections of P Riot? I have not. They're playing tomorrow night at Delmar Gardens. They also gave oh, a talk tonight. At, at Delmar Gardens? I mean not Delmar Gardens. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you put a punk band at Delmar Gardens and all heck's gotta break loose out there. I, uh, wow. At Delmar Hall. <laughs> okay, Delmar well, that's Gardens. a little better. <laughs> that would be a riot out there. Well, Good night, everybody. Put the be a riot. Kind of riot. Be we a got the P riot, riot out here at Delmar Gardens and uh Wheel everybody out, and then they then they start in with the music. There, you, have you got any P Riot music queued up on the? Uh, on I the said machine another there? language. I'm I don't sure. know if it's appropriate for KMOX airwaves. Oh, okay, uh, gotcha. In trouble. No, it, though, we're close enough imagine. to being fired as it is. Well, uh, we. What so, you got a in, your pocket? in case you're just now tuning in, our own Maria Kita, newswoman extraordinaire, has just announced that the P Riot group of punk rockers who have been banned from Russia is going to be performing live at Delmar Gardens uh, tomorrow. <laughs> that is not what she said. <laughs> You're putting her Come in on. a bad spot, really John. Sad. Come on. They're going to be at Delmar Hall. That's is what correct. You, yes. It's You've been there yet? Delmar oh, yes. I have not I been there. Saw, I saw a King Crimson copy cover band at Delmar Hall. Who's King Crimson? Oh, oh Michael. You don't know King Crimson? The Knights of the Crimson. Yeah, in the Hall of the Crimson King. You can play that, Matt. Yeah, that Bring you can play. King. I mean, this is good stuff. I uh-huh. can't believe you're not acquainted with King Crimson. I think you will well, know. You didn't you... know what P-Riot was. No, so but I, mean... I do now, and I'm going to, you know, <laughs> head over for dinner tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, buddy, I'll go with you. Let me know. Over at Delmar. Yeah, you know, I always said that if Trump and Biden end up debating, it's going to be like dinner time at Delmar. <laughs> uh, but... <laughs> so do we have the song from uh, the Crimson Kings? Or... Pajeski's amazing. I mean, the guy's just amazing. There it is now. Oh, yeah. Oh. I don't know this. You don't know this. This is like a Casey classic. How do you oh, not know this? Yeah. I want to say 1967 for this uh, piece. Again. I don't remember it from then. You're never too old. But I remember it like later. It, they played it for a long time. Oh, well, this was, yeah, this was a big hit. But 1969. I, uh, 69. Did they have, did okay. they have voices? Yeah, they're well, singing now. John, you know who that is singing? No, I have no idea who this no. is. Greg Lake. Oh, wow. From Emerson, wow. Lake, and yes. yes. I tell you, PJ's a treasure. Yeah. We should Isn't never he, let though? him go. Yeah. He's... Did you guys see Hall and Oates are suing each other? No, but I heard that they had some kind of riff. Yeah. Daryl Hall and John Oates are suing <laughs> each other. They don't like each other. Like Simon and Garfunkel, how can people who make beautiful music together and who are making a lot of money together not figure out a way to coexist? Because people are people. It's the human condition. Uh, like we people. found a way to coexist, but we're not making any money. Well, that would be oh, it. So if we were actually it. getting paid for this, yeah. Michael, we would be fighting like cats and you dogs. You think? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It would be bad. It but would a hole in oats. I mean, come on. The Knights of Swing. When, uh, have you got any gigs coming up? Private. Nothing Private public gigs. Right now. Yes. Nice. Oh, nice. that's when you've made it. So, <laughs> so. Um, that's when you made it. When you when you go to the private gig ceremony, you know, you're getting flown to that Saudi Arabia. That can't be cheap to hire the Knights of Swing. You got what, sixteen instruments? Sixteen in of us, yes. Yeah. Oh, you'd be surprised that you know, people don't really you know, they don't look fond of paying a big band. Yeah. So they, they don't look fond upon. Well, him? you know, they—it's amazing to me how people will like pay a whole lot of money for a DJ, yeah, um, or a five-piece band. But you know, it's like we're got sixteen pieces. Here. Yeah, you know, 
you're you're really going to get your money's worth. I assure you. And your repertoire is. I mean, you right. guys know how many. I mean. Oh my gosh, we have a huge like book. sixty, eighty. I mean, it's well, the library. We're all we're up to six hundred in, in the number whoa. of charts. So think about that. Six hundred yeah. pieces. Love that word repertoire, by the way. Well, it's a great word. It is. I it, can't ever get it spelled properly. When well, it's I got an e at the end. Yeah, it's got an e. Yeah, yeah. It's a French word. Yeah, meaning all this stuff. Yeah, a lot of it. They yeah. got a lot of. They've got a nice repertoire. And they got a great repertoire. The Queens of Swing? No. Kids. The Knights of Swing. Knights of Swing. Go be a dumb garden. Now, I'll tell you what, the Knights well, of Swing could do dumb garden. That would be, I mean, you'd have them dancing in the aisles out there. Right, that, would be, that would be amazing. That would be amazing. Folks, we've learned a lot tonight. We have. I think we would all agree. Uh, our <laughs> weekly visits with Maria Kina never disappoint. And uh, Maria, yes, your your talent for the news is uh, unsurpassed, and your your gift for music is unimaginable, and your uh, ability to enliven and create enjoyment for the many Man. tens of people listening to us right now are. Um, you Very can, much appreciated. You can hear the, the radio turning off all across Mid-America. Well, no, that happened at about 8, 8 <laughs> when we started on Thanksgiving food. Yeah, yeah. Then we started true. attacking dogs. But we are going, yeah, that was you, Michael. Attacking dogs. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so I've got, we're going we're gonna to turn to a serious topic uh, when we come back. I've got some thoughts on the ceasefire in Israel and Gaza that Seriously? probably are not, yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, 9.15. Yeah. We're going to talk You're about gonna that. We're going to get deep, huh? We're going to do it. Let's get deep after this on the Mighty Mighty Mox. Live and local, this is St. Louis's News Radio, KMOX. And welcome back to Late Night with Hancock and Kelly on a Monday evening. We're here every Monday night. The Cardinals uh, aren't playing, so we're going to be with you through uh, most of the winter. Uh, so you can tune in to us every Monday night from 8 to 10. Of course, we're here every Friday morning at 8.30 uh, something, and we stay till 11 o'clock. And then on Sunday mornings, we're on Hancock and Kelly, the television show on Fox 2 in St. Louis, John. And one of the huge things that we've been talking about, of course, was the terrorist attack that took place, uh, I guess it's been close to two months ago now, Getting there. Uh, on Israel. Uh, they took several hundred hostages over into Gaza. Of course, a war has ensued since then. And right now we're in the midst of a uh, ceasefire that my understanding has been negotiated, will extend for two more days as of this evening. It's hard to believe this ceasefire is held together this long. Well, it really hasn't. Uh, if you if you look at uh, what the Houthis are continuing to do and all of the Iranian-sponsored satellites that are uh, strewn throughout the region uh, in Iraq and Syria. Uh, they continue to send drone attacks against U.S. military installations, also against our warships that are out there in in the Gulf. Uh, so the, the only real ceasefire has been on the part of Israel, and Israel has stepped aside, the U.S. negotiating with Qatar and uh, Egypt to a certain extent, have worked out this multi-day ceasefire to exchange hostages that Hamas had taken in exchange for terrorists that Israel has been imprisoning. And, you know, if you if you follow the news coverage of it, it's obviously heartrending when, when you see these young children reunited with their families and you 
you know, it's warm and fuzzy feelings and so forth. Uh, I, I'm not sure that this is the right thing to be doing. What? Um, what do you mean? I'm not. So when you pause the fighting, first of all, you have to understand that Hamas is bent on destroying Israel. And when they went into Israel in October and they killed 12, 1400 people and they took a couple hundred hostages, uh, that is part of their, their mission is to wipe Israel off the face of the globe. That's what they are sworn to do. And Hezbollah to the north is that way. Iran would like to see Israel wiped off the face of the globe. And Israel was making great progress. The only reason, the only reason these hostages are being released right now is because Israel was taking the fight to Hamas. They were making great success. They were destroying the underground tunnels. Uh, they were destroying the weapons uh, of the armament facilities that uh, Hamas had throughout uh, Gaza, and they were being effective. That is why Hamas consented to release some, and I think we're at 51, I think is the number now, hostages in exchange for 150 uh, Palestinians who were imprisoned in Israel who were terrorists. And, and um so that's where we are. And in this four, five, six-day window, Hamas is going to be able to resupply. They're going to be able to set up booby traps. Uh, they're going to be able to entrench, and all of that's going to happen. And in the course of working on this three-for-one swap, which is what it is, it's three terrorists for one hostage, um, I think we're encouraging the taking of additional hostages in the in, out of Israel and, for that matter, all over the, the West. So, so I, I don't know that I, I get that the United States has been very integral in, in putting this together and making it happen. I just don't know that it's in the best interest well, for Israel's security. But all of your uh, thought processes there seem to be speculative. I mean, this is what yeah. you think may be happening. Right. Uh, at the end of the day, we have had uh, several dozen hostages released uh, and coming home, uh, and uh, particularly some some of the younger kids sure. that uh, most recently released. Um, how do you feel about uh, this ceasefire continuing until maybe all the hostages are returned? I don't think that's possible. Hamas doesn't even control all of the hostages, so you've got the Islamic Jihad and some other splinter groups that have some of the hostages. But what has to happen is that Israel has to be able to prosecute this war. They have to be able to go in and um, take the take the legs out from under Hamas. Hamas has got to be destabilized to the point where they are no longer an imminent threat. Now, you're always going to have threats in that region. The Arabs and the Israelis coexist, and it's never been peaceful. And it's never going to be peaceful. But you've you've had in Hamas uh, an institution that has been funded by government, including our own, uh, and certainly armed by Iran and continuing to be armed by Iran. And, and they have built up a significant infrastructure, significant really? enough that they were able to launch hundreds of troops into Israel. And, and a coordinated attack. Yeah. Yes, to, to kill over a thousand people and take a couple hundred hostages. So... That you capacity see, has to be America thwarted. At one time, funded Hamas. Oh, we put humanitarian money into Palestine when? for for years. We've yeah. been doing it for years. Um, and of course, you know, when you talk about the Palestinians, Hamas is governing 
Gaza. They have been since 2007. Uh, no democratic elections, and Hamas is a terrorist organization. And, and yeah, I mean, we have been complicit in financing that. Wow. You uh, continue to, well, today we see the headlines coming out during the ceasefire that Elon Musk is over in yeah. uh, Israel. I don't get this. I, I don't get a, a businessman, uh, you know, being a part of this world conflict. Yeah, he, uh, well, you know, he's got his own trouble because he retweeted an anti-Semitic trope on his Twitter, X, the other day, and that resulted in massive exodus of advertisers from the platform. It's going to cost him a lot of money. And so I think part of this trip today was to try and rehabilitate his image. Yeah, but can you, the Netanyahu, like, this is what you've got time to deal with right now? I mean, what's next? Is Kim Kardashian going over? Well, yeah, I mean... I don't. I don't like to see this either, and uh, I'm not particularly a fan of Elon Musk's. Yeah. I think he's a little bit uh, odd. Um, so, but but I think Benjamin Netanyahu has got a responsibility there to prosecute this war and to take out and rip out the guts of Hamas so that they cannot, from an organized standpoint be the continuing threat to Israel that well, they have been. And Netanyahu continues to take internal criticism from oh, yeah. folks inside who uh, he ran saying, hey, look, I'm going to be hard on the border, if you will, uh, of Hamas, et cetera. And, and then this attack took place on his watch, seemingly with no prior warnings, no preparation, and completely blindsided the Israelis. Yeah, I mean, the postmortem of that October 7th attack is going to be really interesting because Israel intelligence is justifiably um, highly thought of throughout the world and that they missed this. And there's some reporting that Egypt maybe have even given a heads up to Israel that something was brewing with Hamas. Uh, the fact that they missed this and the manner in which they missed this, I think, you know, when the when the postmortem's done and when the Israeli offensive against Hamas is over and the recriminations uh, take place, then I think we're going to get some very needed intelligence about how this attack was missed because you couldn't execute that attack without a great deal of pre-planning and— um, and a lot of coordination with a lot of other people, including uh, Iran. And I, for one, am interested to find out how, how this was missed. He is John Hancock. I'm Michael Kelly. This is Late Night with Hancock and Kelly. Hey, when we come back, we're going to talk about things that you use in your everyday life, but maybe you don't know how it works. I have one that I use literally every day. I'll explain it to you. And I'm continued to be amazed I'll by explain it. it to you. After this on Ken Wex. me earlier, uh, I was using a product or yeah. uh, an appliance, if you will. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's an appliance, and I had no idea how it works. Well, you've, so, come, you've come to the right place. I don't understand how the dishwasher works. Yeah, the water shoots up whoosh, I, I get the thing that. there. You get the little... I understand how the washer and dryer work. Pad of soap there that can just sprays everywhere. Figure it out. I can figure it out. The refrigerator, I get it. There's a, cold cooling, in there. there's a cooling element in there. Yeah, it blows the, you know, the cold. This particular item in the house well, I use almost every day, every and I day. have no idea how it works. It's the microwave. Oh, 
you think it's I mean, you think it's magic when you you put your food. Well, in I mean, there I understand. I I hit some buttons and it, um, it microwaves wind up heating up my product. Yeah, but how no. how does that work? So so the microwave itself is, is a <laughs> is what what we call a UHV wave. Okay, and uh, and so when you hit that, there's these waves that are running uh, to and fro all through that little unit there. Right, and they are running through the food unit and it's why you'll have in in some cases like your mashed potatoes will not get fully hot whereas whereas the green beans no, but, are going to be boiling so but and it, it's these it's these radio waves that are cursing coursing through the food that uh, right. generates but the I, heat I guess I want to see how it works because like do the, are they 360 is the entire box surrounded by these waves how is it that the waves only go inside that box and how come they well, don't they go pass, outside of where of the well, actual box of the, and make other things hot sure because it's because of the it's because of the uh, you know the seal that you have in the inside the microwave oh, the seal the, the you know the that that Material there that on the three sides, and then the door, the heavy door there yeah. uh, that you, you use the microwave almost every day, don't uh, you? You do, and and so the waves and what the waves do is, Michael, is they bounce back and forth. Yeah, you and don't so know what you're talking. They're about. going everywhere, and it's, it's just, like a constant bombardment under that. Food you're just of over these there waves. bloviating. No, that's how it works. Yeah, four, but three, I, six, seven, nine, seven, nine, nine. Yeah, I just think it's an amazing piece of technology in the sense that, first of all, it's been around forever, my entire life, but. It stays in that box. It it only you know the the heat doesn't go here, there, or everywhere. It just goes towards the center, stays towards in there. the food. Is you could literally put your hand on the glass and you won't feel a thing. You, not at all gone thing. Yeah, I don't understand how it works. Yeah, well, but it's because the waves are heating the the material inside. I, I get this. It's not yeah. creating heat beyond mm-hmm. what the waves are generating. It's a chemical reaction, really, mm. uh, when the waves hit the food and it and it warms it up and it causes it, the food to heat. And then that causes right. things to boil and water bubbles, and then you got stuff. It's just and... hard for me to grasp my head around. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's another thing that's hard for me to put my head right. around electricity. Yeah. Now, I understand the electricity gets generated, it's in lines, yeah. it, it travels through metal, so it's constantly moving. And so, therefore, it's constantly coming to my house. And um, uh, once I switch the switch on, that in turn allows the electricity to come into the house, et cetera. But whenever you hear about the these transmission lines, they're storing or they're creating the electricity out in South Dakota, and they can send it to Missouri. Mm-hmm. How's that even work? Well, what you- uh, <laughs> so what you have there, Michael, okay. is uh, you got your AC and you got your DC. Okay. Yeah. Uh, now we're largely an AC based uh, <laughs> operation here in the United States because uh, Mr. Tesla back in the day did not uh, win the war against Mr. Edison. And so the, you're generating the the kinetics. It's the kinetics that create the <laughs> electricity at the at the at the at the center there. And then you've got all these you've got all these transmission lines mm-hmm. that are then transmitting the electricity. Yeah. And it goes to it goes to the you, the poles, and you got the little you yeah. know you got do you your ever wonder power about things, or do there. you all know the answers to most questions? Well, you can kind of figure it out. Can I mean, you? you know, I, I I may not have studied electricity. Uh-huh. Uh, I may know absolutely nothing about electricity, but you can kind of How look long at does what it takes for the electricity to come from North Dakota to Missouri. Instantaneous. Is it instantaneous? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. 
because of the huh. transmission. Uh, I mean, it takes a couple of seconds. Yeah, uh, but the, yeah, but the transmission lines there, are, huh. and it's like you're when you turn the hot water on at home. Yeah, it takes it a minute to get up to the well. That's to just, the faucet, right? Uh, it, same same well, principle with electricity the, uh... because the water that's stored in the in the water line <laughs> is cold, so it's going to come out cold till the hot. Water. Not so with electricity, right? You've got electricity sitting there in that uh, in that little copper wire there yeah and constantly it's waiting in. waiting to be nudged ahead by uh, the electricity that's coming up from behind it's amazing if you think about it mm -hmm. that's it's why you really plug your you plug your plug into the plug and uh, boom yeah. the lights go on the whole thing is really amazing but i mean it's it's just amazing how little i know about the things that are most important in my life well, now i get water i get the uh i understand how plumbing works i understand how the aqueducts and now you know the way that we get water into our house. Well, the aquifers. The sewage, you're, you're, you're thinking talking about the aquifer. That's the that's the a huge expanse of water that is under. We can't even see. It's no. not even the ocean. It's the aquifer. No, I was talking about the aqueducts being the original way that we moved water around, oh, etc. Back in the back yeah. in the day. So with the I aqueducts. get that. I can grasp that concept. Mm -hmm. I have a hard time grasping the concept of electricity. Not with your fabulous explanation. Yeah. Who, who doesn't? It all makes it. yeah. It all Who makes doesn't understand sense it? now? Yes. And the microwave. I mean, it's what better explanation other than there's lots of things bouncing around inside that box. Well, and they're hot, but they only stay right there on food. Yeah, and here's the thing. <laughs> that you, was you what can't, you said. You can't see the molecules. The molecules. Yeah, oh. and um, I used to think I could see the molecules. Uh, these little tiny dots, you know. Uh -huh. if I, turns out I was just dizzy. <laughs> but but the the molecules hey. you can't see those floaters. You do you get those occasionally? Oh yeah, the little bubbles. Yeah, yeah. It, it, you know that yeah. could be the start of cataract or something. Oh, I've got all kinds of stuff. You need to go see doctors Baherdi and all of them. They're not paying us for this. For, oh. So uh, so what what you've got though is the molecules, Michael. They uh -huh. do amazing things that we cannot see. What Think is, about that for a minute. What, what, okay, but why was I? Molecules are in everything. Yes. There's molecules in that microphone yes. you're looking at. There's molecules in the air that we're breathing. Trillions of them. So that was an insightful comment, but kind of... Well, that's how the microwave quite works. Generic. It's, it's the molecules. Oh, man, you're, you're wrong. I, I don't think I... I don't really understand how the microwave works. Well... I tried to. I did. I did the best I could. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you did. I was impressed that you knew who Tesla was. Well, he had the DC. Yeah, and he did lose to Edison on the. Uh, uh, who had the AC? Right. And, and you what's put them, the difference between DC and you AC? put them both together, and you're on the highway to hell. I mean, it's uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Impressive that you. Uh, did you get that one, I PJ? Got, I got He's <laughs> not much gets past PJ. No, I agree. So yeah, I mean that's the way it was, and a lot of people think the DC current is actually better. Yeah, I've heard that than the AC current. But do you understand how the uh, microwave works any better, uh, PJ? I think John hit the nail on the head right there. It's yep. all about the, mo the molecules; <laughs> they vibrate. They do from the waves from the radio waves. Yes, it's pretty amazing uh, technology if you think about it, though. Yes. Have you seen this latest thing that they're using in military conflict? So what they do is they're taking like sound waves. Yeah, and they're taking speakers out into war areas, and they're shooting sound waves. Oh, at people, and yes. it's knocking them over. I mean, it can it can go, it can hollow your body. Well, know? we had the the uh, our folks over in Cuba were subject to that. Remember, right? Where they with the the noise 
induced. Yeah, yeah, that's a uh, that's a real thing. It's crazy, I mean, but I mean, you saw like they can knock people over with waves yeah. of sound. Yeah, it's an impressive thing. You know, here we are on. Uh, it's kind of like it's kind of like when those Russians show up at Del Mar Gardens and start singing. You know, <laughs> people are falling over themselves out there. <laughs> well, we're on AM, which uh, right, that's waves. Well, that's amplitude modulation. Yeah, it goes and, way uh, high, and it way goes, low. It goes up. And if you're on the FM, you got frequency modulation, and which that's is a, a, more of a horizontal wave of sound. Right. Which is why your frequency modulation doesn't carry as far uh, potentially as your amplitude uh, modulation, because when you go up, if there's a cloud covering. Uh, then what happens is that those, those waves go up and they they diffuse uh-huh. over a broad territory, which is why uh, somebody who chooses to right now could be listening to us in the, in Mississippi, know. yes, Alabama, yes, Georgia. They might be Arizona. They could be. They, I think that there's documentation of people listening to KMOX out in the Pacific and Canada. Yeah, in Canada, Canadians listening to us. Yeah, have you been to Canada? Uh, no. Lovely place. Almost went to Canada. Went, was going to go to Canada for our honeymoon. Have you ever left the country? Oh, yeah, buddy. Where have you been? Uh, Mexico. Anywhere else? That's pretty much it. Really? Yeah. You got over the wall, no problem, huh? They loved me down there. Yeah? Um, yeah, they kept, uh, you swim right over to the bar and they, they give me another drink. You know, yeah. It was a lovely experience. Have you been to Mexico one time or two? One time. Yeah? Cancun. All inclusive? It was. Just the two of you? Um... I think we I think we took the kids. We took the kids. That's nice. It was lovely. Maybe time to do another one of those. Well, well you know, the kids are all grown now and got the granddaughter now. So yeah, there you Disney have it. World's next up. Hey, it's Hancock and Kelly Here we are. tonight. We'll step aside. We'll be back with you. One more segment, and then you get the best of the DGS. How about that? Oh. Now, back to late night with Hancock and Kelly. I love it at night. On King of OX. Here's something you thought would never happen again. What's that? Tiger Woods is going to participate in competitive golf again oh. this week. He's going to play in the Hero Channel Challenge down in Albany in the Bahamas. Uh, it's a limited field. Pretty there's big a, money. There's a town called Albany in the Bahamas? Yeah. Huh. Um, and have you been to the Bahamas? No. No. We've only been to Mexico. We've established <laughs> that. Um, but anyway, it uh, he's going to be playing this weekend. So Tiger Woods returning to golf. There's rumors that, of course, he'll come back and play in most of the majors if he's physically able to, but he may play in up to as many as five What is Tiger now? Year. Is he 48? About my age. Yeah. So he's about 47 years old, uh-huh. 48 years old. He's been through several well, legs. car accident. Yeah, and yeah. The most recently the car accident. Many people said it's well wonderful that he'd ever be able to walk again, uh, and now he's going to be able to play competitive golf. Pretty cool. Do you think he'll ever win again? I hope so. I mean, I think he'll win on the senior tour. Yeah, uh, and you what? You got to be fifty to get on the senior tour. Sounds right. I think that's right. Can I? I can't and, believe I'm only two years away from that. Yeah, well, you could do it, and uh, I could probably join the senior snookers tour. Actually, yeah, uh, that, I bet that would be a big group. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Jimmy White's out there. Jimmy, yeah. Why would aging and snooker be? Uh, why would a guy who's younger be better at snooker? Well, because the eyesight is better, uh, the back is potentially going to be better. You know, huh. your stamina. 
you want to try and keep your right, lift your right-handed shooter. You want to try and keep your right leg straight. That gets harder as you age. Really? Uh, as I don't you, know. Joe Biden's legs seem pretty straight. <laughs> yeah. As you age, um, you know, it, it gets uh, just everything, coordination I don't believe tougher. that. Uh, and what about, like, there's male and female in snooker? Like, yeah. There's no physical advantage of a male over a female in a pool game. Well, I mean, you Meaning can pool a tabletop. You could you can cue a little hard. I mean, not no. there's not a big difference, there's but no... but there are competitive females in snooker and they haven't won. So I'll just say that. But, yeah, but I mean, there's, there's no way that a man is any different than a woman when it comes to playing snooker. It's pool. Yeah, it's standing around in a tuxedo hitting a little ball. Yeah. Yeah, there's no advantage to a stronger mammal than a a, a less strong. Well, mammal. if you have to, if you have to amp up your cueing speed and so forth, and the strength on the cue ball and the the, the, the well, deep how screw hard shot are you is hitting a ball on these tables. Well, you can hit them pretty hard. Yeah, not not of like you know cue speed of a hundred miles per hour. Twenty five. Ooh, a woman can't do that. Of course they can. I don't know. Of course they. can. Well, they probably can. I'm, I'm sure they. I'm sure they can. All I'm going to say is. Of the females that have competed in professional snooker, none has yeah. ever won a, t- a tournament. See, now that would be one of the sports that it wouldn't bother me watching male or female. No, I totally for, agree. For instance, there's some sports I prefer female and some f- sports I prefer tennis, male. Tennis, for example. You like tennis, female female, tennis. Volleyball, tennis, uh, volleyball, tennis, mm-hmm. swimming. Uh, no, seriously, yeah. field hockey. Uh, um, even women's hockey is not bad to watch. It's not as exciting and as fast as men's hockey, but it's 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 good. Women's soccer, great great to watch. Men's basketball, not so good. Well, speaking of soccer, what's going on? So our St. Louis City SC, they they were in the yeah. playoffs. They got defeated by the Kansas City. Uh, yeah, you had to bring that sporting up. Sporting KC, they're called. Yeah, and uh, I guess those playoffs are progressing. I yep. I haven't heard anything well, about here, uh, what's happening. I'll tell you exactly where we're at. Is Sporting KC here. still uh, still uh, around? Sporting KC uh, lost last evening. Oh. Um, so to whom? Well, they lost to Houston. So oh, they've well, been that Houston out. club is really something. Down and there. LAFC. Yeah, who, uh, they're the they're the they favorites won. now. So now Saturday, Cincinnati, who who's they're one big. of the best they're teams. Good. Yeah. yeah, Columbus, not bad. And LAFC and Houston are the only ones left. So come January the um, oh, no December the sixteenth. No, <laughs> no December the ninth will yes. be the final between. Uh, we we don't know we don't yet. Know. Whoever wins the Cincinnati Columbus game yeah. and the LF LAF. Can you imagine it all comes down to Cincinnati Columbus, which are like no. what three hundred miles apart? Yeah, and there they are. Tell me what your thoughts on uh, Sonny Gray. You like this? You think we're done? This isn't a uh, this isn't a rotation that <laughs> wins a hundred games. Um, it could be. I mean, the problem is you have to hope for a bounce back from Lance Lynn. To kind of reach the form that he's had, I think, uh, I think Gibson is going to be about what you th- think you've got. Now he won 15 games this year for the Orioles. Now the Orioles won 100 games, but he's not a bad pitcher at all. And uh, we're going to have to see the defense improve for the for the Cardinals with with this particular pitching staff. But I can go into a season with this pitching staff with Sonny Gray at the top. And Miles Michaelis. I also am a much higher on Stephen Matz than a lot of the fans are. If you look at what Stephen Matz did the last half of last year, and before he came here, before he really dealt with all these injuries, 
And he's only 32 years old. Steven Matz is a good pitcher, and he's a left-hander, and he's got swing and miss stuff. I think, I think, yeah, I, I could go now. Would I like to have another great starter? Yes, but I, I you can don't think go in. We can afford one. I right? can go. I can go into the season with this staff and feel, you know, confident enough. The rumors are that Stephen Matz is is on the block. Right, he's, he's tradable. Yeah, and so there's a couple outfielders left that we could trade. Dylan and, Carlson, yeah. Tyler O'Neill. Uh, where it starts to hurt is when you get into the Tommy Edmonds and Brendan Donovans, and when it starts to really hurt is you get into the Nolan Gormans. Mm-hmm. And you may, if you're going to get a top-line starter, a Dylan Cease, for example, um, you know, it's going to cost you one of those guys you don't want to give up. But, I mean, the Cardinals may be willing to do that. A guy that I find pretty interesting is the Blue Jays' uh, Alex Manoa, who two years ago was in the running for the Cy Young Award. Right. And he was there... I guess game two. I went to the I went to the game where he started for the Blue Jays. That was the first series of the season at Bush Stadium, and sat in your seats. And yeah. uh, Alec Manoa's parents or Alex Manoa's parents were right behind uh-huh. us. Nice, nice people. And the the guy was a phenom in twenty in twenty two, and he just he fell off the table this year. And they ended up sending him down to the minor leagues. That's a reclamation project that for a Dylan Carlson say. The Cardinals might be able to acquire that guy, and maybe uh, if this Dusty Blake, our pitching coach, is everything that everybody says he is, can he remake these pitchers? You know, we we went through that whole time with Dave Duncan, uh, the pitching coach under Tony Larusa. He would reclamate these pitchers over and over and over again, and he did it with Woody Williams and Jason Marquis and. Uh, that could be an interesting proposition, Michael. He is John Hancock. I'm Michael Kelly. This has been Late Night with Hancock and Kelly. Well, we want to thank Matt Pajeski, who's been behind the board. The best there ever Maria was. Maria Kina, who's been giving you the news. We look forward to seeing you Friday morning right here on KMOX.